0: You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm here in the studio with my awesome executive assistant, Olivia Heyman. Hey guys, what's up? We are so excited to be podcasting. You guys requested it, and it is here. And we are headed into 2020 with a fun and great topic for you. Today, we're going to be talking about Enneagram and Marriage, of course, at large, introducing my background as a relationship coach and also getting you ready for your new year with a fun new five-day challenge. So we have lots of goodies for you today. And we just want to say at the very beginning that we are so thankful for our Instagram audience and also my Reflections Counseling and Coaching Facebook audience. And you can listen to this podcast at Anygram and Marriage Podcast,
1: as well as online. You're probably listening through Yes, Um, you can look at enneagrammarriage.com. And we have our awesome website there that has the links to everything. So if you're a Spotify person, you can find it there. If you're an Apple Music person, you can find it there. I know personally I'm Spotify, so I'm always just hanging out on there. But I know a ton of people love Apple Music, so we're at both locations.
0: Oh, awesome. Yes, I'm so glad. So basically, we want to talk to you guys today a little bit about our backgrounds as Enneagram and marriage, and it's a funny story because Olivia worked with me a few years ago doing a fun kind of PRN, and I know that's a medical term, <laughs> as needed, but she worked as an as-needed yeah. basis, and I'm from the medical and health field, and my yes. husband is too. So that's what we did a few years ago with her working with us for social media, and now she is working with us this past year year. We have had a blast on Enneagram and marriage, and I just love working with her. I am a type seven, if you can tell. I don't know
1: if you can. I have a lot of energy with a six-wing, and Olivia, why don't you share your type too? Yeah, I am actually the opposite. I am a six-wing seven, so that is pretty fun. We, we balance each other out really well. Yes, we do, and we <laughs> get each other really well. You should see oh, yeah. our hilarious texts
0: and emails. And we, just, <laughs> yeah. we just get it. So we're going to have a lot of fun with this podcast, and one of the reasons we want To start it is because we know marriage is tough and we know Enneagram is such a great way to help people through their marriage issues. We have had so many people find healing through our counseling and coaching programs, and we want to share that on air. So whether you're working with a coach or counselor or not, you're getting tips and tools. And we're also taking your calls and emails and constant DMs in our Instagram so that we can have a place to talk that out a little bit better. So I am super excited to go deep with you and as I said we're going to tell you a little bit about us too so besides our Enneagram types because yes there is more to life than Enneagram types hard to believe <laughs> I don't think there is No, <laughs> it will always come back to Enneagram of course that's true but it's Enneagram and marriage and so uh, as far as relationships I've been with my husband Wes since we were 16 years old we actually met when we were 15 years old and I had a different boyfriend and he was on a double date with me and it was so much fun because Because we had that little spark in chemistry and he said to himself and he's a type one with a two wing he said I like that and I want something like that one day but little did he know he wanted that (laughs) (laughs) and as you guys may know if you're Enneagram people ones just go for their goals without with gusto and with intention and so it was really funny because the next year when my boyfriend went away to college that's when Wes moved in (laughs) the rest is history through our English literature class So we just always have been together and now it's About 20 years later, a little more, we've been married for almost 20 years. Um, We did not marry right at 16, by the way. (laughs) That sounded really bad. We married after I graduated college. And then I got my bachelor's degree in psychology as well as communication. And then I got my master's degree in clinical psychology while he was getting his master's in theology from Wheaton College as well as his master's in physician assistant studies. So we are just one of those couples who likes doing a lot as a one-in-seven match but it's been a
1: lot of fun. Olivia's making me laugh here as she shaking I'm like, her head. I can't. Im-, I'm like, I didn't know that he had two, and I'm like, I know you did a double major for your bachelor's. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing like a basically a double masters. Well, he put one after the other. Oh, okay. Yes, I was going to say, it I'm like, like wow. together, <laughs>
0: I made it even more superhero one, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he is really impressive. And he did that all with no problem and taught full-time uh, in the projects of Chicago at the same time as getting that master's degree. And what was so funny is as a one, I was like, oh my gosh, honey, that is so incredible. I'm so excited and joyful about what you're doing. And he's like, this is no big deal. <laughs> and I'm like, you're teaching 5.30 a.m. every day to go to the projects, high school boys, all boys, Catholic High School. It was a really awesome experience. And then at night doing the master's degree at Wheaton, which is the Harvard of Christian schools. And he's just like, this is legit no biggie. So it was really funny. And that's our story. And we just have a lot of fun together. But I know marriage is a really hard work. Of course, after over 20 years, I can tell you guys, I've got a lot of experience. I've been studying couples Forever. And I even got my start very unorthodox as a little girl counseling my parents. So I have been counseling for many decades. Uh, I'm 40 now. I hate to, you know, give that away because I've entered that new terrain and much older than Olivia, but there has to be some sagacious awesomeness to turning. 40 right there has oh, to yeah. be some claim to fame of getting older and having wisdom
1: I think 40 is like the wise number yes it's like too. you all of a sudden you're out of like your 20s where you kind of like maybe we trying to figure things out made some mistakes 30 is when you're like oh yeah I've got this but then mm-hmm. you don't and 40 is like no now I've really <laughs> I've kind of got it <laughs> and everyone 50 and up now is like yeah
0: absolutely not yeah <laughs> But I have learned things over the past couple of decades, and I have always had a passion for helping couples. And when I was a very little girl, and I used to help my parents with their marriage stuff, and yes, I've been to therapy for this, they always said, wow, she's going to make a great lawyer. But my brother actually was the great lawyer and became that, and I loved doing exactly that, just helping them through their problems. I literally used to slide notes under their door and say, mom says that she's sorry, how do you feel? And dad would say yes or no, circle one. (laughs) And he was an eight. And so he was very vibrant with whether he was ready or not to let things go. And it was just like a fun way for me to connect them. And they had a beautiful marriage. So I really, it was hard, of course. Marriage always is, as I keep saying, but it was really a fun start. And then I used to, as a high schooler and middle schooler, do my research projects on dreams and then even put my my friends across my bed and lay them down while I type notes into my computer and share just tips and ideas I had for them to get through their relationships. So I hope I've convinced you that this is my passion and that I've been studying it for a very long time as we delve into all things Enneagram and marriage. Thank you, Olivia,
1: for hearing that story again, probably for the millionth time. (laughs) No, it's so funny. I I think it's hilarious. You're um, You're like Lucy from like the penis you know oh like, yes <laughs> five cent therapy sessions I love it I <laughs> was a watching kid. that the other day yes oh I my really was but so I was
0: kind of mean to my siblings and of course like Lucy she's like you guys have to pay me <laughs> so <laughs> but I love it so much and I volunteer at my church too with little girls and I don't do counseling with them but I love giving back in that way too so that I do keep myself even this podcast feels very organic in the sense of this is for people who need free info and just want to grow and maybe don't come in for counseling and coaching. So that's, I love that so much. So I also did start out as a counselor. A lot of people get confused about Enneagram and marriage and whether I'm a counselor or a coach. So I just want to clarify that really quick that I did my master's in clinical psychology, which in Illinois would have been marriage and family therapist, and then translated in Michigan to limited licensed psychologist, which is master's level person who does assessments in addition to counseling. And I was a clinical director there for many years, but then I transitioned to Florida and became a coach. So that has given me the freedom to expand my horizons, to serve people all through the country, not just Florida, even through the world. And it's been a beautiful combo for a seven who loves to move people forward with goals and we of course go back and I have a seven four nine tri type so I really do love going deep with people counter to what a lot of people say about sevens Uh, and we'll we'll dispel myths next time on our podcast but I really think that's really important for people to know who are listening in that I do love going deep so as we're taking calls and dms about show topics we will definitely go deep here.
1: I think that's so interesting that your tri type is a 749 because your two daughters are fours and nines, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. So you probably relate really well to both of them.
0: I do. And what's so beautiful is my four daughter is a 479. So she's the gentle spirit.
1: Aww. And my nine
0: daughter is a 739. So she, or 973, so she has a lot of the same qualities as well. So we really balance each other out. It's totally God's gift. And my son is a six and I'm a seven with a six wing. So it's it's neat when you find that your family, you have lines of connection. And I know sometimes people are thinking, oh no, what do I do if I don't have a line of connection? So we'll be talking about that on the show as well. But it is a beautiful thing for my family and my family is a huge support for my business too. So I also want to share a little bit about when you are just thinking about New Year's in your family, because we're all at that time in our calendars where we've probably had some good holiday memories. And from what I heard on the Enneagram and Marriage Instagram page, I don't know if you noticed, we had a ton of stories that Olivia is
1: nodding yes, where people said they did not have the best holidays. Were you surprised by that, Olivia? Honestly, no. Because do you know, a couple days ago, I was in line at Publix, and if you don't know what that is, it's a grocery store in Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. But the guy behind me was like, "Wow, all this for just a few minutes." He's like, "And it never like lives up to your expectations." And it was Mm -hmm. so interesting that I heard that like the day before Christmas because I was going, "Oh, that's so interesting." Everybody kind of. I think thinks it, but doesn't say anything about it. And then they're just silently disappointed or just like disappointed within the four walls of their home. And so to see that everybody was sort of on the same page, you know, no matter what their type was, was really interesting. And I think, I think Hallmark is to blame. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I think we, I think we have a cute little idea of Christmas and then, you know, something happens, maybe your budget shot or like maybe, you know, you just don't, have the, the family thing that you wanted, it, it does get disappointing, I think, for a lot of people because they have this, well, expectation, I guess is really what it is. They have a false mm-hmm. expectation or unrealistic expectations of what their Christmas is going to be like and then yeah. it's not. So I wasn't too surprised, especially after what I had heard the other day. Mm. That is really also being a six that you were <laughs> planning for this. You knew it was coming. I know. I'm like, I mean, that's why I think I try and just go into it like, hey, eh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just keep it very plain, and like if something cool does happen, then that's just like an added bonus, otherwise we're just going to like you know open some gifts and chill that you know is so beautiful, <laughs> and that is so why I love you because that is actually so
0: opposite of what so many people tell you in this kind of culture they say, expect it all, you even need to demand it all it's all about you, and you're just like, you know what, lower your expectations, and that's been such a Theme of our year with Reflections, and that's my counseling business name, and Enneagram and Marriage is we are not asking people to expect everything of their spouses. That has been so huge and so countercultural for the marriage community. And I'm so glad that I have an amazing executive assistant who knows that. And you can put that with Christmas, you can put that with marriage, because it's true. We are really off on our target when we start to think that we deserve it all. And yes, I agree, Hallmark is to blame. (laughs)
1: I mean, I love Hallmark, don't get me wrong, but I think, you know, you start watching and you're like, oh, it's just so like perfect and like picturesque and and, like the perfect Christmas. And although it's fun, I think some people can't really separate fantasy from reality when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of get this idea that their Christmas is going to be this perfect Hallmark movie and then it's not and it's like, oh, I'm so disappointed. And then it just leads you down like this rabbit hole.
0: It really does. I even noticed it in my seven-year-old son, and he's a six also, we think, (laughs) but we don't know, but we just are noticing that he was anticipating, and he definitely has that seven wing going, and he was so excited on Christmas Eve, and then after he got a, a truckload of toys on Christmas morning, he was like, Mom... I just feel weird. And I'm like, I know, I get it, honey. And I said, Christmas Eve is a really fun and special day, but that's kind of when you hit that climax of going to bed, Christmas Eve night, waking up in the morning, doing the presents, reality settles back in hard, doesn't it, sweetie? And he's like, Yes, it does. Oh, so, so he cute. knew. And he said, Next Christmas Eve, he's going to remember that so that he feels the excitement and the fullest and knows that it will come. Like Olivia's saying, a six learns this as a, as a young child. Yeah. And then you yeah. start to lower expectations
1: which is great yeah I think I was the same as a kid I was like so excited for things and I think the the idea of it was like so fun and Mm -hmm. then you get there and you're like oh I mean I guess it's really not all it's like cracked up to be
0: (laughs) yeah exactly it's like you open your presence now what Mm -hmm. and if he's a future thinker like I can be sometimes you really do need to plan something next and at as we get older, it's nice to be able to do that. And that's why we're bringing this back to marriage too, is let's plan for what if your expectations aren't what you thought they would be. You're looking back at 2019 and saying, shoot, this was not the year I wanted to have. There's so many things that went differently for us as a couple, for us as a family, for me as an individual. And we really want to encourage you that you may not be able to set your expectations for Christmas and New Year's to be exactly what you want. And we're telling you don't. We're a little bit sarcastic here. And you You might even say, wow, they're cutting. But we're also saying set your expectations for your life with you and God higher so that you have some control and you have some direction. So, what we're going to recommend to you guys is that in 2020, you're really intentional about the way you cash your vision for the year. And in our cleanse slash challenge, we're really asking that you guys take some time with us to balance your life back out because we know, and even those of us in the mental health and coaching field get it, life is crazy this time of year. And there are a lot of statistics that show us that divorce rates skyrocket right now and for the next couple of months, people are planning out divorces. You may even in your heart be thinking, gosh, why did I marry this person or why am I relating to this person? And the end of the year is a time of reflection and people are just feeling it. They're feeling low, they're feeling penniless, they're feeling like their promises haven't been kept to themselves or with others and they're feeling angry. A lot of people today on Enneagram and Marriage shared what they were feeling angry about. And it sounds like people are not feeling heard, they're not feeling valued, and they're not feeling cared about. Some people are feeling this year like, Others, and I think every year, are not even pulling their fair share of the weight in the family because there's a lot of trials on us and we get to hide behind it, as Olivia said, for a few minutes or a few days or even for those who are diehards with Christmas, two months. I will admit (laughs) I can be one of those. We did our holiday survival and it was like I was done with a lot by November 1st. But I really think that's really important that you realize gosh life goes on after Christmas and I can't expect my spouse to be my everything Have you noticed that as you prepare for life and future marriage Olivia that people put too much on it?
1: Yeah, I think so um I think I know specifically for my age range of like the I don't know I guess like the 20s um, I've seen a lot of differences I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people who came from broken families and now they're getting married and I see the trend coming back around of getting married younger which I think is great because I think there's more room to kind of not have all of your personal like little ticks in place yet and Mm -hmm. so it's not as difficult to kind of make a family it's more like oh okay well we're kind of like becoming adults together so you don't have that rigidness of like if you were getting married in your 30s and you already had your routine Um, but I think a lot of these kids they saw what their parents were doing and they're like I don't want that and so I think they're making or at least taking steps in the right direction to make sure that that doesn't happen for them and so I've seen it a little bit different but then I do know some people um, that are in later life and they're going man, this is really difficult. They're not meeting my expectations. I want them to read my mind. Or um, just you know a lot of different things where they're kind of not playing fair. Mm. And I think that is a big factor for a lot of issues.
0: That is so interesting. I love how you're almost two generations younger than me and you can decades <laughs> and you can say, wow, I see that people are growing and learning. So that's very encouraging for me to hear. But you're also saying, even with older people you know and across the board, whatever the age, some people are putting way too high. We're blaming it on Hallmark. We're blaming it on our own immaturity at times. But the reality is, as we move forward into 2020, I want you guys to feel empowered in your own lives to take that back, to take back the intention, to take back the desires you have, the goals you have, so that you can make the most of your life and your dreams. And I want you to be able to do that with your spouse because I think that's a beautiful thing to grow together. But there's only 5 to 10% of what we call swans in the marriage business who are living life with a completely 150% content marriage. And I'm not really talking to those people. So if you're a swan out there, I don't know why you're listening, but I love you. And I hope you're listening so that you can share with others and just get tips and include them in your conversations about what you're doing to keep your marriage amazingly healthy. But most of us, let's face it, we're not always swans. Our marriages aren't perfect. We love God. Many of us come from a religious community and you don't have to, but you have a value for the sacred bonding that is marriage and you want to do well. You care about others. But what I'm trying to get at is you can't make that your everything. And that might sound counterintuitive from somebody who's come from the background of marriage studies, but I really want you to know my passion is for you to get along well with your spouse, to have an amazing life together, but also to develop your self-care habits and your own personal journeys with God at the front of everything you do. Because I know that when you're giving out of fullness, you can love your spouse way better. And I also know that like Olivia said, when you reduce your expectations, for them that you're letting go of a control you'll never really have. So unless you're that rare person who is a swan and who says, uh, we are a couple who gets along 24-7, and I hear this from some withdrawing types where they say, we kind of do our own thing and we just get along perfectly. Um, That's not most of us. That's not how a one and a seven work. That's not how a nine and a three work. I could come up with a lot of different Enneagram type combos, but there's a lot more Give, take, push, pull. Some days it's 80-20. Some days it's 50-50. Some days, in some years even, like Mo and my dad cared for my mom at the end of her life, there were years where my dad was 95% giving to 5% my mom. So I really don't think it's healthy for us in our culture to keep our expectations that with any agreement in marriage, we're going to be at 50-50 all the time. But what I have to encourage you with, and I have to believe, is that if you take the best steps for your life in 2020 that you can have a great year together as a couple and especially as an individual because you might be tuning in and you're not married. Olivia is not married and she is probably one of the most amazing marriage experts I know. (laughs) She's
1: (laughs) going to have so much for her years of marriage because of all the training she's done and all the assistance she's given. Guys, go ahead and get yourself a job with a counseling practice and you'll be set. (laughs) This is true. And also, Guys, listen
0: in. She's amazing. Okay, I won't do that. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So, what I want you guys to know is as you are preparing for the new year, we have an amazing five-day challenge for you. You are going to get a chance to bring clarity and balance and aim into your life in a way that you probably have not done in a long time or need to do for the first time, and then you can start addressing your relationships in health. But I absolutely want to recommend that you take time out to take this challenge. It's only five days. It starts January 1st, and if you're coming in later, that's totally fine. Just take the next five days to do the challenge, and you will find that you are in such a good place with both feet aiming in the right direction, that you want your life to go, that God wants you to go, that you're destined to go yes, you can hear my four in there. I'm like, you are (laughs) destined for this. But I really believe that, that everybody has a purpose and a gift and a call, but that you have to find your balance and you have to get your feet planted in the right direction so that you know where you're headed. Because all of us want to head in the right direction. We don't want to be running aimless. We don't want our ships to be steering out of complete compass line. We want to be right with our GPS. So we are going to give you all the tips and tools you need to do that. So we want you to head on over to our Enneagram and Marriage Instagram as one place you can head over to to pick that up. And another place you can find that as at our website, EnneagramandMarriage.com. Yes. And you can also, if you know us through Reflections Counseling and Coaching, you can head on over to ReflectionsCC.com for that. So that's it for today, guys. We are so grateful that you are with us on our new journey with Enneagram and Marriage. And we are so excited as we jump into our challenge. We'll see you on the other side.